Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today to have with me my good friend, Ray Bench, from Many Waters International Ministries, all the way up in the freezing cold, <laughs> but not this time of the year. It's warm, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, we got the weekend off. Midland, Michigan, <laughs> but thank you, Ray, for being with me. It's always an honor. And, and Ray, uh, you can reach him on his website at raybench.com, and that is R-A-Y-B-E-N-S-C-H.com. And Ray is the president and founder of Many Waters. And Ray, is, while I was preparing for you to come in, I was just looking up the Revelations 115, that the foundation of your ministry. I thought I'd just read that to get started. And it says, His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And praise God, I'm looking forward to the day we can go hear that voice yeah, every amen. day. And amen. that's going to be a good day. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you thank for his heart and his being willing to come here and share the good news that Jesus came for us and he paid the price for us at Calvary. So I thank you for speaking through us today. We love you and praise you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we thought maybe we'd start out today and just kind of give a little brief reminder of your testimony, Ray, because it's a powerful okay. testimony. So thank you for coming. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. You know, Brother Greg is always so gracious to uh, talk about everybody else, but the truth is he's just been a fine man of God, loves God, has a beautiful family, and he's been a blessing to everybody. And if you ever have questions about Jesus Christ or your walk with God, this would be a good man to get a hold of because he not only knows what to do, but he's living it. And that's always a great combination. Thank you, brother. Um, just in brief, you know, Greg, I grew up in a Lutheran denomination, which, you know, I, I wasn't living right. I knew a lot about the Bible and God because we talked about it. I went to a Lutheran, you know, grade school and high school chapel every day. And even at 16 one day, I really did give my life to the Lord. Praise God. But I just did not have the power of the Holy Spirit to live it. Let me kind of take that opportunity because this is kind of what I've been meditating in. You know, w when I was growing up, we were always told that the miracle part of the Bible was done. That God no longer performed miracles. That, you, you know, sorry for you kind of thing. That was over. That, that went out with the apostles, as they used to say. And so what was left was every time something broke, every time something went bad, it was supposedly God teaching me something. Now, I don't know if that was unique to the location I was in or not. I'm not knocking anybody, but that's just, that was a common thing. Yep. And so when I, I, I was playing rugby for Central Michigan University, actually a club in the same city, and I had studied overseas in England on a scholarship as I was finishing up. I, between my junior and senior year of college that summer, I studied in England. And I looked myself in the mirror one day because I was just living for the devil in the world. And I just, I didn't like what I had become. I didn't set out to be this crazy. I've always said it's like the first time I ran downhill. You, you take your first four steps and it's fun. It's like, man, look how fast I can run. And then all of a sudden you realize I'm out of control. I can't stop. And that's what happened to me. It began with everybody saying, hey, this will be fun. This will be fun. Try this. And the next thing you know, I'm out of control. It's every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I'm sorry for what I did Sunday. And I'm right back at it next weekend again, over and over and over again, like a, like a washing machine. It's just a constant cycle around and around and around. And I can't, I can't quit. Yeah. 
But when I gave my life to the Lord, just my way of saying, God, I, I'm sorry for what I've become. I know better than this. And I began to, when I went back to campus in Mount Pleasant, I began to try to find different Christian groups, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Campus Crusade for Christ, and different Christian organizations. His house, I think, was one of them. And I would go to different ones, and I got introduced to what was later my wife, Janine, but somebody had given her a book by a man by the name of Kenneth E. Hagan, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan. And it was a book on prayer. And I'll always be grateful for this man because he said, the Lord told me, Janine, to give you this book, but he said, it's not for now. You'll know when the time comes. That was six, eight months maybe before I met her. Wow. And he walked away. Wow. And uh, so I, she met me and we began to talk and she said, I got this book. Would you like to read it? Because we kept bumping into each other. And we would go to the library. We'd meet in a room that was, had a glass wall so was, you know, we, people could see us. wasn't anything underhanded or wrong. And we read that book, and he would talk about visions, and he would talk about dreams, and, and true. I don't mean false. You know, there's so much fake right now. Yeah. I, I don't want to get into any of that. But he was just legitimate. He was just a sweet elderly gentleman, and God would visit him. And I remember stopping her when she was reading one time, and I said, you mean that still happens? Wow. He talked about a vision he had about this demon and how it was attacking, and he bound it, and it dropped to the ground and then ran off. And I said, you mean that still happens? Greg, I've never been a prisoner. I would never make light of prisoners of war, right? But it's the only analogy I can use. When she, she said to me, I said, that still happens? She said, well, he does it. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you see those pictures of World War II when the Allied troops came over the hill and for the first time, the people in those imprisonment camps saw freedom coming. I felt that same way that day. It's like, I, I've been lied to. I, no offense to anybody, but that I found freedom. I found Jesus still wanted me. Through a set of circumstances, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. They had told me that was over. I was blown away that God wanted me. It, to this day, it makes me emotional. Mm -hmm. I was like, he got stuck with me. But it was like, no, I want you. Yes. I came for you. I mm -hmm. died for you. And I just, it was all I could think about all the time. In fact, my grades went down in school because all I could do was read my Bible. It, it literally came alive to me and started jumping off the pages Wow. of the scriptures and when I began to understand what had really happened and um, it was reading my Bible one night after I was filled with the Holy Spirit the Lord spoke to me and said I want you to teach and like I said before that night I, I said no but the next day I went back and I said okay I'll do it if you'll send me to somebody who will show me how because I don't know what in the world to say I don't know yeah. what to do I don't want to teach people things that are wrong yeah Right. I always say I hate bad directions because you don't know they're wrong until it's too late. <laughs> I don't want to find out on Judgment Day what I'm doing wrong today. I want to know now. I can correct it if I know now. I yeah. can't fix it at Judgment Day. It's too late then. Yeah. So I studied and, and I prepared for uh, well, 13 years directly for my pastor and helping him and building his ministry. But I was in that church four or five years before he ever put me on staff. So you're, you're about 18 years there before I ever went out on my own and began to preach. Yeah. And so that's what I do now. 
But I, I'm so grateful for that simple book that he just sat down and he began to write and talk about what God truly did and who he was. So yeah. that's a long answer to your... Well, you know, Ray, it uh, brought me to remembrance of that. We were talking before we got on the air about, you know, a few days ago I preached about how our church is not going to get us to heaven. Mm. And my heart is so heavy for people that were bound, that are bound in a church. And, you know, their church didn't die on the cross for them at Calvary. No. That's right. And, you know, I always encourage people in the jail, you know, hey, I'm not here to recruit you from my church. And I'm not against that. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you, invite somebody, but I'm here to recruit you for the kingdom. Amen. And then you just listen to God and get to the church that God wants right. you to be in. Sure. You got to have a church. And that's what happened to you, I guess, when you got sent to yes. where he wanted you to be. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Well, Ray, I'm, uh, your testimony just inspires me. And, um, you know, I get emotional thinking about how God saved me also, and he's such a good God. If you would, uh, we're going to get into a lot more detail in the coming days here, but if you would pray for our listeners, please. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. If there's another Ray Bench out there, another Greg out there, Lord, that's lost, that's looking for you, that's trying to find their way back or trying to find their way out of their situation, Lord, would you do for them what you did for us? Would you show yourself strong? Show yourself alive on their behalf and begin to rearrange their lives and bring them to a place where they can walk with you and know you. I pray that every person hearing our voice will bow their head, turn their heart towards you, Lord Jesus, and say, I, I also don't like, Lord, what I have become. I, I want to change. Help me to change. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Ray. And you can contact Ray at his ministry website, at raybench.com. Again, that's R-A-Y-B-E-N-S-C-H.com. And looking forward to getting into more detail tomorrow with Brother Ray. And folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.